0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 107 of Belt Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vomer And joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze.
1: Hey man, it's good to be BB today. That's right, because <laughs> I'm talking to Oh, uh, wait a minute, Professor. I'm sorry, man. I thought I was talking to the sexiest bald man
0: alive. Uh, Uh, you came close, didn't you? Uh, are you saying that there's somebody sexier and bolder than me? I don't, uh, Prince Williams, what they're saying. I don't know. I don't believe that bunch of crap anyway. You still get my vote. Well, thank you, Bobby. I do appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I I don't know how to, how well to take that, you know, you'd vote for me over some inbred Englishman, but I'll I'll take it as a compliment. I'm sure in in the manner it was given.
1: Take the confidence when you're giving them to them because, you know, it's good to be double-A, Aren't Anderson, the enforcers, you know, number one talent enhancement BB, you know, exactly. so let's just have fun with it. Welcome back, wrestling fans out there. Uh, got the good professor over there. You're truly Bobby Blaze over here. Uh, one thing I'm going to throw it at you there, Jeremy, real quickly, is the uh, this time of year, people get ready for WrestleMania. If you watch it, I hope you enjoy it. I know a lot of people watch. Um, I don't know how it's going to be this year with the uh, Hall of Fame induction, I guess, kind of a virtual Hall of Fame induction. Um, induction type thing, but uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, Kane, Glenn Jacobs, man's a really good dude, first class all the way, well-deserving, been with that company over about 20 years now, I guess, went from a little bit of Memphis, um, uh, Malenko guy, when he he got sitting down there for a little bit, then he got sent to smoking i think went to puerto rico then smoky mountain and then up to the big show man so congratulations glenn jacobs on your hall of fame nomination and uh, getting in there man
0: that's awesome awesome,
1: awesome. Good. good dude man good dude
0: uh and also a mayor i believe right yes yes yeah. i was waiting for you to tell me yes that the
1: mayor of knock county tennessee down there good people down there, and i uh, Edge of the Smoky Mountains, the Great Smoky Mountains, Um, a lot of good folk down that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, that's all good. And uh, anyway, we're surviving another week out here. Uh, Weather-wise, how's everything out there? Okay. Uh, It's 75 degrees here today. Yeah, well we've been up to 70 and we're getting the winds of March now. That it really hasn't been overly windy uh this time of, for this month and it, and it started today we're getting a cold front coming through in the evenings only. I can handle that, you know. Um I can't handle losing my power or being frozen in or uh you know these ice storms and shit, but uh yeah. but yeah, we're doing pretty good other than the winds blowing uh we had a bad rain last night and this morning, but the uh Sunny the rest of the week with the with some lows down near freezing and at evening, but again I could handle it at evening time.
0: Because I'm well, inside. I yeah, am going so, out. you know, once you're inside and you got blankets nearby, who, who gives yeah. a shit at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're having to hunker down in an igloo or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, this week we've got to uh, kind of not back to
1: our top 10 format per se, but um, we, we're going to go back and uh, dive into, uh, take a deep dive into a career of a guy. Really, really admired his wrestling. Uh, ability and skills in a ring, Um, and that's uh, Dick Slater.
0: Yeah. Now, Dick Slater's one of those guys that I know a little bit, but I don't know probably as much as I should about him. Yeah. Uh, So I figure we'll take this opportunity for you to kind of catch me up. But you know, Bobby, real quick before we start here, um, I want to point out that you and I have started talking about possibly changing the name of the show to something that... (laughs) more focuses on the fact that we're a wrestling show.
1: Yeah. Um, I was hoping that that's what that con- that part of the conversation will lead into. So, uh, you come up with a couple of names. I wasn't so keen on the, um, old school because i think that's used a lot uh then you and you would just you know kind of throw the spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks and when if it does it's, it's ready to eat you know mm. the old italian pasta trick there yeah but uh, you said big time wrestling and i and i liked that but also prompted me to ask you once we got to speak earlier today was uh what uh, what are we both thinking of? How many times has a big time <laughs> pro wrestling company not succeeded in the past? And kind of like, well, we uh, got us there, man. They, what makes you think I mean, you could run one and not not bury ourselves, you know? Uh, but you came up with pretty good. When I'm looking at the uh, marquee right now, the, the the picture you sent me, it looked like a marquee, and I like this. Uh, fans out there, please, if you feel like it, um, let us know what you think. Uh, we may be, settled. we're not settled on but we're thinking about changing the name too. It still says wrestling with Bobby Blaze so the professor came up with that and I kind of liked that. If you want, hit us up on Twitter at the Geekish Cast that'll get you the professor. Hit the joint account up at Bell to Bell Blaze, which that may have to change or my account at Bobby Blaze 744 all on Twitter but on Facebook there's also a Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze on uh, there. But uh, what do y'all think about wrestling fans, uh, our fans especially, uh, it, it still says wrestling with Bobby Blaze we, we, we still talk about a lot of wrestling. Wrestling, um, a lot of old school, like you said, a lot of big time. But uh, the main thing is the marquee still says wrestling. Yeah, I'm throwing that word marquee in there just
0: for for the well, you know shits and giggles. Just just to kind of give everybody a peek behind the curtain. Um, I was actually talking to our pal uh, Sparks Third Coast on Twitter mm-hmm. this week about just about some other things in general. But I ran I ran some ideas, some names by him. His first suggestion was the marquee still says wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even did like a quick graphic and then that's where I started playing with it. And then he suggested, uh, cause I told him, I was just like, that's, that's a little too long, I think. And okay. that's when he threw out, it still says wrestling. Cause it could be anything. It could be the marquee. It could be a book. It could be, oh, it could be the handbill.
1: It could mm-hmm. be, you know, yeah. Okay. I can dig it. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah so that that's a big thank you to him i like it a lot because not only does it get the word wrestling in there it kind of takes a jab at sports entertainment too uh, yeah
1: <laughs> okay so I, I like that i'm um i'm easy you know i think uh, whatever's best for business and that's why uh, i'm one of orange uh, you know favorite talent enhancements because uh he, the question was, who's easy to work with? And he said, Bobby Blaze is good. Excellent, actually. So, uh, yeah, let's kick that around some and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. The main thing is what I was going with when I mentioned uh, Dick Slater, uh, where I can go with that, was open that up that um, we've got a couple of big or old school. Um, that we've done on, you know, belt to belt here in the past are, that are still pretty popular. Uh, one being the um, the two of the most recent being the Bruiser Brody one, a top 10 on that, and also on um, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Now, one of our first ones that really caught on was uh, go way back to episodes four or five was uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes. We've done one on him, uh, we've done one on uh. Um, Uh, Roddy Piper shortly after that, Uh, you know, just some different ones. But some of these most recent ones, of course, the Gary Hart one. People seem to really enjoy that one that we shared a lot of um, not so common knowledge about Gary Hart on that podcast. And that really, um, you know, so that's what I hope we do with this Dick's flavor. It may not be necessarily a top 10 format, uh, but it'll be some good information about a, a talent that's out there. We've kind of brought up uh a couple times on the show um when i was first starting in wrestling um i I was a fan of several different professional wrestlers of course but while i was training one of the things dean malenko said was uh take about four or five guys and take one or two things from each guy that you see them doing really really good and then you know try to try to emulate that if you will and uh, guys that I liked at that time, you'll notice the style here, and that is, um, uh, was Bob Orton Jr., and we'll be talking about him in just a second. He was a, a partner of, of, of Dick Slater's. Uh, Dick Slater was another one. Um, Bobby was one, and then I, I liked um, Terry Funk, and then, of course, uh, Harley Race and Flair the Champions and stuff. But, but mostly I looked at Orton Jr. and... Um, who had trained with Gotch uh, uh, and Malenko and, and, and t- t- teamed with Malenko and traveled with him. And then, um, Terry Funk and Asu Slater, people say, you know, he emulated him, so it's kind of the same style. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But those were some guys that I liked the way they dropped a, a knee or a forearm or the one, the way they, their body language in the ring when they sold, you know. So um, that's, that's where I really became a, a Dick Slater fan early on in my career. Um, had already liked them um, but but once I got into business, I really started, you know, studying some of the stuff he had done in the ring. So that's why I wanted to uh, take a look kind of behind the curtain here, if you will. Uh, it still says wrestling. You know, we're going to talk about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, where I was headed was like, I, I know of Dick Slater, heard of Dick Slater. I've seen a few matches with Dick, with Dick Slater, but I really don't know a whole lot about him. So I figured this yeah. is probably a good time for you to, you know, for you to instruct me on the histories of Dick Slater. But let's cover his vitals real quick.
1: Yeah, please do.
0: So what I could find out was Dick Slater uh, came in at six foot one, billed at 233 pounds. He was born in 1951 in Tampa, Florida. Somewhere in there, I kept seeing, or I didn't keep seeing, I saw a couple people said he was from New York. And I was like, there's no way this guy was a Yankee. And it turned out that it was on Wikipedia and it was wrong. So, yeah.
1: And, and um, as far as I know, he's a Tampa boy uh, true, through and through. Um, I, I know he you know, did amateur wrestling from early age, you know, eight or nine years old. So he, if he was born up there, he, he moved down shortly thereafter or something. But um, yeah, so Dick Slater, um, Dirty Dick Slater. I know you like that name. If anyone's <laughs> named Dirty Dick, you, you, you really like that. Yeah, uh, that just, so uh, just, just puts smile names. on my face, yeah. Here you go. Uh, Mr. Unpredictable. Uh, he was very unpredictable. He he said it himself so many times uh, he would change his mind on a dime, what he would do in the ring, what he'd do outside the ring. If you thought he was going this way, he'd go that. If you thought he was zigging, he was zagging. Um, and also, Mr. Universal, uh, I know he went to Robinson High School in Tampa, Florida, and that was one of the um, – that was like the Minnesota uh, up there, you know, the the hotbed down in, in Tampa. There was a lot of good wrestlers that came out of um, – Tampa, you know, we talked about the, uh, the the Minnesota boys. There's a hell of a lot of good Florida boys, you know. And uh, he was in class with um, a young young guy you may have been familiar with, uh, Mike Graham, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Kern, and uh, Bob Burton Jr. And that uh, he was in college with, because uh, because uh, that was down in South Tampa. About uh, I think it's northeast of Tampa, is a town called. Brandon, and that's where Paul Orndorff was from, and uh, he was known as the Brandon Bull. Well, they end up going to school together at the University of uh, Tampa, uh, playing football together and uh, on the same football team, and wrestling together. So, uh, just look at that; those names, man. You know, and then he um, said, you know, after he played foot, he was playing football at the University of Tampa, and they were going to do away with the football program. Well, at that time, he was already training. Uh, with Hero uh, uh, Matsuda and Eddie Graham. So when he got a little bit older, you know, she's you're running around as a kid, you know, say a freshman, uh, sophomore through high school there, you, know, you got that crew, man. Bob Wharton Jr., Steve Kern, Mike Graham, and uh, uh, Dirty Dick Slater, you know I mean? Yeah. How would you like to run into that crew on a Friday night? You um, know um, Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one I would try to
0: avoid for sure. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, that's a, um, a bunch of fucking laughing uh, right there absolutely man i think
1: i had to double check this i think his debut in the ring was 1972 so i just put that in there um he 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 was training at night. Now, I've heard this story several different ways, and so kind of, as you said before the beginning of the story there, or, or before we be recorded there, don't let the truth stand away the way of a good yarn, you know, kind of thing. But uh, rumor is, now I know he was training with Bob Roop and, and was doing some AAU wrestling, like I said, knew all these guys, but, but when you listen to different people tell the story, you know, we was talking about the snake pit down here in Florida, and there's no doubt they was just stretching that shit out of everyone in there. Like you said, I think you told about the one guy that, that roof ran out of there and what well, he's bleeding and had his underwear and came back to the cab to get us to get a, <laughs> a policeman brought him back or something. Yeah. But, oh, uh, Jesus, they said hard. all that shit stopped when Dick Slater got there because, um, uh, no one was going to get in that ring and stretch him by any means, you know, and that's just pretty funny that, uh, you know, he showed up. I know he was just a legitimate, uh, natural fighter. They said too. And, um uh, you know, it said, "Had that." Uh, I I don't know what, what you call it. That look with his face, that sour puss, if you will. He always had that look, kind of like a WC Fields, uh, been punched one too many times, drank one too many drinks, and just knew not to fuck with them. You know, and um, that's just his look, man. And I was going to tell a story. I'm going I'm to let you ask some questions or, or go from here if I'm going to bring us up to to where I was going with that that look. I was down in Florida, and the only time I met Slater, I didn't meet Slater, okay? I'll say it that way. Um, I was over at the Sportatorium on a Tuesday night, and uh, Slater, I'd been there several weeks in a row, um, had watched the shows, and then uh, then, uh, they'd done a little tryout. Pat Tanaka had some people come over, and and, uh, I was working for the third match spot on the show, and um, so I eventually got that spot but I don't know who booked it or didn't book it, but Slater showed up one night and he just come into the locker room and people kind of started mumbling, you know, uh, Slater's, Slater's in the building, Slater's in the building. Now I don't know if anyone owes Slater money <laughs> or Slater owed them money, but he came to Tampa to the office there rather, you know, to the, to the sportatorium. And I was just talking to his, uh, just a couple, of, you know, young guys like myself, just kind of talking, and we just got quiet. We, because you know, generally you'd walk around, shake hands, say hello to everyone. else. Slater come in, and it looked like he was there to rip someone's fucking head off. And I, none of none of the guys on the side I was sitting on got up <laughs> because we already heard the mumble of Slaters in the building. Now, I'm telling you, he didn't. He didn't wrestle. He didn't even stay till the show started. But he was looking for someone. Now, he might have went upstairs and found someone. I'm not sure. Um, he might have walked out of some money. I don't know. <laughs> but I just know, like, you know, I didn't. No one jumped up and, you know, started shaking his hand and he didn't come around and introduce himself. He was he was a man on a mission. And I don't know if the Florida office owed him money or what it was, man, but he. When I when I met him, I didn't meet him if that makes sense. We was about ten feet apart from a hallway to the locker room uh, d- division there at little foyer area, you know. Uh, and I was like, man, you don't want you just knew you don't mess with this guy, you know. And it wasn't the right day to meet him. I'll say that whoever whoever he was looking for, um, I, 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 I guess he found him because he left. But uh, I'd say he left with something in his pocket. Um, and who knows what? Well, yeah. Why, why would you want to catch
0: that guy's attention on that day? You know?
1: Yeah. It was just, a, it, he was just, I don't know, man. I, I really, I thought this out all week. It's just like, you know, as much as I wanted to meet him, uh, you know, just professional courtesy and tell him, hey, man, I, you know, people I've met through the years, I really admire your work or man just been a fan you know or what have you it's like that was not the day to tell him that nope <laughs> um, so uh, anyway very unpredictable how's that
0: <laughs> oh,
1: shit! Yeah. Uh, so um i've heard several of the stories you know back in the day uh when um uh he was known for, you know, like I said, barroom brawls and, and during his wrestling career and stuff. But I guess it is at the University of Tampa, uh, uh, John Matusak, who was 1973 uh, NFL uh, first-round draft choice for the Oakland Raiders, uh, I guess he was uh, hitting on a girl that, that uh, Dick Slater supposedly was seeing or maybe a girlfriend of, of Slater's, one of how many I don't know. But uh, we're going to mention one here in a minute, a couple here in a minute. But anyway, during this time, I guess he just jacked up Matuzak man, real hard-like. And uh, after he kicked his ass, told him, you know, you're going to write me a letter of apology. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Matuzak. for people that don't know, he was, he was a really big guy in the NFL. Hell, he didn't want to go first first draft and played for the Raiders all those years you know go look him up and um uh, he also was in the goodies for all you uh, people that watched that particular movie it's one of my mom's favorite movies by the way uh just a big jacked up guy but also i guess slater went to his room start knocking on the door, pounding the door probably and wanting that damn letter of apology. <laughs> and he Tuesday, I'm like, just go away. Go away. I'm not letting you any He finally slid the note on her door, like I'm sorry or whatever. So that's one of those wrestling lore things that, uh, that I've heard through the years that, you know, uh, a lot of guys talk about how tough someone is. And, and that apparently Slater was that damn tough, you know, uh, uh, Short fuse too, I guess. Again, unpredictable. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Um, you wanted to mention something up top here, I think, if
0: I'm not mistaken, uh, a certain person he went out with. Well, a dark journey is. the um, uh, what, what Would you call that oh, yeah. like his, okay. uh, his his big find, his big discovery, his big addition to the world of wrestling? was uh well okay
1: my question to you is i'm I'm gonna come back to that with with this question uh, i asked you off the air we'll be honest with each other during our whole career or excuse me during our entire lives okay we referred to this person as dark journey well right during my research i never honestly i never thought about it once have i thought about uh hey jeremy you know dark journey you know her real name if you're a thought about um, even looking her up. What's her real name?
0: Uh, If I were to guess, I'd say her real name was Dark Journey.
1: Exactly. That's what I would have said, too. I was reading uh, some of my resources this week were Slam uh, Magazine, uh, the Tampa Tribune, and the Orlando Sentinel, uh, some different articles I found. And I was just reading along, and it said, uh, and in the Mid-South, he brought in a a young lady, a, a former, it said stripper, from Atlanta, uh, Linda Newton, <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know, I mean, I know. Who, and then it goes on to say, and he took her there. Um, you know, uh, and she become Dark Journey, and uh, I guess it was, you know, controversy at the time, unpredictable at the time. Gives a white guy out in the mid south uh, with a uh, African American black lady, and her name's Dark Journey. But I never thought. Okay, who is Linda Newton? You know, that'd be one of our Jeopardy questions like last week, you know. Um, I just found that funny the way I was reading the article and it's was like, what? <laughs> but it said, yeah, Atlanta stripper uh, Linda Newton and uh, took and made her famous as Dark Journey. So um, uh, I think you had something, a question about that too, that you've seen some interviews uh, between Dark Journey, May have been talking to
0: another wrestler or two. Okay. So, you know, getting ready for this week's episode, um, I came across. Now, the one I came across was uh, Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Telling a story. And sometime, I think we may have to do an episode about him just so you can tell me more about Tracy Smothers, the person. But Yeah. You know, this guy, you know, Tracy's, like, talking to these reporters, and he keeps asking questions, <laughs> like, are you guys old enough to remember what kayfabe is? You know, stuff like this. <laughs> is going um, but. He goes, okay, so this this is worth, like, he said something like, this will be worth the price of admission or something. He goes, but um, Dick Slater whipped the shit out of Sting one time in whatever year it was. A rumor was, or something was going on, that Sting and Dark Journey were up to some kind of shenanigans, and Dick Slater was not real happy about that. Right. Apparently put a beating on sting and then gave him a swirly is uh is the, yeah. the story i got I, i've heard i've seen that one
1: with, with uh, uh tracy i've heard it on corny's show him talking about it because he was he was in i guess in the area at that territory at the time and and also uh flair flair on a uh, stone cold practice he just said a mutual friend of ours they didn't put they didn't call sting out on it you know but he said um so i get. i heard he that this just The two versions are, one, she either was late and missed a ride, so Sting gave her a ride or something, or Slater was running late and didn't pick her up. I don't know, but that could have been something as simple as that, but um, he got to the building and found Sting. But also, there might have been a few things going on uh, between the two, and I don't know and don't really give a fuck at this point. But the point is that Slater went over there. I'm going to let you add who, who held someone back. I think yeah. you like that part of it too. But Slater apparently went over to the babyface locker room and uh, just. Uh, knocked the fuck out Sting and stuck his head in the toilet and gave him a swirly man. And I guess he come back to the other locker room saying, uh, I just knocked one of those big stare, uh, one of those big road looking fuckers out over there and uh the blonde hair or something like that so uh as we know there's two of them out in that area at
0: that time uh could have been it up who's who, who the other one well the other one would have been uh jim helwig aka the warrior the <laughs> ultimate warrior the <laughs> dingo warrior but apparently yeah. he was ready to go and jump on dick slater and then so dick murdoch underhooked him and yeah i thought I, I hadn't heard it to this week that's pretty funny murdoch
1: uh, that's just two guys. And, and let's go ahead and jump in. They were, they were eventually a tag team, the hardliners. Yeah. You got them, you know, we'll we're, we're talk about, you know, just different parts of his career, but the hardliners, I man, you look at dirty Dick Murdoch and dirty Dick Slater and look at them two mugs together. I don't know anyone they want to rock with mine. and want to fuck with either one of them,
0: let alone both of them together. Yeah. You know, um, first <laughs> off, so, that was, that was a missed opportunity. They should have just called that tag team, the dirty dicks. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, oh, i don't want to man. say they dropped the ball but somebody dropped the ball there um, yeah but yeah those were just two bruiser looking fuckers you know you put like just look at them and then look at sting and uh warrior right yeah, yeah. you got yeah. two dudes that look like they spend all day on venice beach looking and looking in a mirror and then yeah. two guys that look like they're just standing behind a bar drinking everybody's <laughs> leftover drinks and trying to pick up all their girlfriends <laughs> you know, uh and just the idea that those two guys just you know snatch those fuckers yeah. up like that. Yeah. Uh um but you know, we
1: talked about Atlanta there earlier too. Uh what there's another story, as a bizarre incident. Wahoo shot Dick Slater in the leg, man. And uh yeah. So I'd heard this story, so I went and and looked it up, and of course there's several versions out there. Um pretty much what I'm gonna tell you is what I've heard did- to be the most reliable, one. <laughs> but uh, uh, Slater was in a, just an Atlanta establishment with Wahoo, Tommy Rich, and Andre Giant. Supposedly, someone said something to Tommy Rich's wife. I heard that's what it started with, and uh, you know, Rich was uh, you know maybe a little under the influence or whatever. And uh, anyway, the, uh, the guy pulled out a. Knife. I guess when they got to the parking lot or something. The guy pulled out a knife, but I guess Wahoo kind of like flanked around from a and he had his gun and somewhere in the scuffle when wahoo got his gun out it went off because uh, he was i guess i guess wahoo i know tommy didn't get involved too much he might have been talking or stuttering or whatever he was doing uh I, but uh apparently a wahoo was pistol whipping a guy at this point that pointed knife out, and the gun went off when a straight bullet hit slater in the leg okay and uh, I think it went right above the knee, like just in and out real, you know, as uh, the bullet would obviously be very fast, but it didn't do any major damage because he was wrestling again in three weeks, if that tells you anything, how tough this son of a bitch is. But uh, anyway, uh, and and you couldn't get by this stuff nowadays, no, no way, but Slater's report was to the police. Wahoo said he didn't fire a gun, didn't know anything about a gun. No one else saw a gun. And they asked Slater how, hey, you know, what, well, what, what happened? He goes, a, a sniper, sh- sniper, shot me. <laughs> he said, oh, shit. it was over that direction. Some snipers up there and the police just, you know, knew who the boys were. I think it's around 83. I could, I don't know the exact year, but you know, during that time before you had cameras everywhere and cell phones everywhere and, you know, uh, uh, Policeman is taking word of a uh, Slater wasn't gonna press charger or anything, you know. So it's like uh okay, what sniper, okay. See you later, guys. Have a good evening. We'll get that taken care of, Mr. Slater. You know? What's funny so is, is I thought that's
0: pretty funny, man. Yeah, there's there's a guy out in the parking lot who's a bloody mess, and he's gonna talk <laughs> with a stutter the rest of his fucking life. And nobody will like, hey, yeah. did you see a sniper out here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so God, yeah. that's pretty uh, – but anyway, he actually um,
1: – this shows how tough he was, you know uh one of one of the things one of the many things he's overcome but again he's out there fighting you know like you said him and murdoch uh being at the end of the bar drinking everyone's drink kind of thing that's that would be you know don't go down and mess with them two guys hell he accidentally gets shot in the leg and he's back in the ring in three weeks um also i know he was in a very bad car wreck they say it should have uh it, that's where his real back problem started and we'll, we'll finish up uh, later on about the, his last big run but um said it should have been a career ender, actually, and he had a real bad head injury from that. Now, there's two versions of this. He was a big Terry Funk fan, okay? And if you watch Slater, uh, he emulated uh, Terry Funk all the time. He would have a Terry Funk match, you know? Um they said he'd come out of the head with that head injury thinking he was Terry Funk. Now I don't, that could be myth or not because Funk said in his book, well, he always was just a big goofy fucker anyway. And that's the way Dickie, ever since I've known him, that's the way he walked. And that's the way he wrestled in the ring. It's just if that if, if that's give me credit for that style, then, then thank you. But Terry Funk felt otherwise, but uh, some of the, uh, what's his name? Uh, a couple of promoters, you know, said just go out there and, you know, have your match, not a Terry Funk match. And apparently, that's the way he just wrestled, though, you know, that's just that style, man, that laid back uh, until you get on him. And then when you get on him, you get on him, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: so, well, it's at some uh, point, I mean, at some point, if you've been wrestling in a certain style for a period of time, that's how you wrestle, whether or not it reminds you of somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And and I love those styles, man. Like I said, just just the uh, the way they sold. I mean, Slater he he would sell during a match. You, you know, you just just a lot like Funk. Again, it could be um, uh, Terry Gordy, the big man, selling back to uh, again Bob Warton Jr. Some of the guys. Just the way they they sold certain things, putting their opponent over. Uh, Funk uh, and Lawler, for example. You know. Uh, when he took a big, just a big back bump, and then he'd go all the way up in his head and end up taking a belly flop. You know, it's just an overextension of a bump, man, that just only they could do. Uh, Going through that second rope, if you see Dick Slater uh, has his top, you know, has his hand on that top rope and his butt's on that second rope, and he would just go through and hit that floor like it was just one fluid motion that just looked, you know, like, like it looked real. You know what I'm saying? There was no hesitancy about, okay, um i'm i'm gonna hit that concrete floor with all my weight but the bottom line is he he did it in a way that it just looked like he just got the living shit knocked out of him you know uh for the fans of course uh, selling it you know um and then of course making a comeback or cut off or doing whatever he did from there so um it's just a style he had man uh i was going to mention um he was in the first arcade uh, he teamed with Bob work Jr. And they defeated Wahoo and Mark Youngblood. And that was 83. So that, that might have been around the time they was all hanging out together there, man. Well, can you, can you, you know? imagine?
0: Hold on. you imagine walking into a bar? And it, we're not even going to say, like, you recognize them. But you walk into a bar and there's fucking a giant in Indian. <laughs> fucking pretty boy a pretty boy from fucking the Partridge family and some fucking redneck standing there drinking and one of their wives is there and that's the chick you're going to walk up and fucking talk to
1: you know yeah.
0: Tommy Ridge over there somebody say well, something about fucking my wife and then you know shit just, yeah, well, bad. They
1: my material running his mouth that's that's uh uh uh, uh Tommy running his mouth. That's, that could be, you know, he, he could have said, you know, yeah, you you know, you're over wanting to mess around with my wife. And, I mean, but think about that lineup you just now gave. You walk into, now, is this a joke? <laughs> you walk into a bar, you see a giant, an Indian. <laughs> I read in, in a redneck and a pretty boy. I mean, okay, where's the uh where's the priest
0: and rabbi? You know? Oh,
1: yeah. Um what kind of bar is this? Is it a Star Wars bar? You know, you just see all just, these
0: different Just the <laughs> idea of walking in and seeing that. I, I, I just turn around and leave. I'd be like, no, no, I don't yeah. know what the I don't know what the fuck's going on at this place, but I think it's a fetish <laughs> bar now and I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> well it said um uh, establishment, You know, so I don't know if it was, uh, you know, I don't know if it's down at the Marriott at the bar down at the Marriott South. Uh, I used to say down there myself a lot. Uh, that's where all the boys stayed at uh, down south of the airport there. Um, or if it was at a, uh, you know, an adult establishment with uh, adult entertainers like Dark Journey, you know, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um Uh, I would imagine it's just a a bar because you got Andre there, you know, uh, Wahoo. Like I said, these guys just out. uh, I don't know if they necessarily were going out for adult entertainment. They were just going out for their own pleasure of, hey, man, we've had a rough day, traveled a lot, got our business done. It's time to kick back a few beers and and, and tell wrestling stories, you know, and and not be fucked with or let's not fuck with anyone and uh, see what happens. And this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why if you see a fight on the side of the street or the side of the road, jump out and get involved. That way, you're not going to be killed as an innocent bystander, Jeremy. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, a very solid point. Very solid. Point. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay any anywhere you want to go from there man oh
0: um, let's let's see i know we've got a
1: couple other places to talk about that he ended up wrestling he wrestled all over he booked a lot of places that was the other thing he booked he was a booker in a lot of different places he booked i think up there in atlanta uh uh for that north northern uh, part of it at one point um i know the two times that um when he when he left uh he, he wrestled um uh, not to get too far ahead of myself, but he wrestled in the WWF, or WWE, and one of them, and he wrestled as a rebel there, Um, but I think they were in Portland, this is when he lived in Florida. Of course, as far as I know, he lived in Florida his whole life, but he'd done like 88 days straight for like WWF, and he just got on a plane and went home and um i can't remember who the agent was one of the briscoes whoever they called him up and like where are you at pat patterson you know where, where are you at and he goes I, I was going crazy out there he goes i just had to come home and go fishing i'm i'm gone fishing and um, he left another territory i'm not sure which one it was it might have been you know uh early on and he just—he he, might have been after Mid South, I don't know, but he went on the road so many days in a row. He said this was according to uh, either the article in the Tampa Tribune or uh, Orlando uh, Sentinel. Um, he just said it was just crazy out there on the road, and he said I just needed a break and I come home to Florida and went fishing. And I—I um, I know that that travel can wear you out like that, but you know. Um, you're going to see that guy getting so burnt out out there that oh, yeah. it's just time to get on a, get on a plane. Probably because he's well, about ready to kill someone, literally, you know. Um, and he just got on a plane and went back to Florida and either got out on a dock or got her on a boat or chartered a boat or whatever and went fucking fishing. Um, just to get away from that business, you know. So that's a lot of time out there on the road.
0: Oh, that's how one, so, of, the, one of the Briscoes quit, too, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 I guess he flew into like, they were up in New York or they just flew in from Tampa and um, flew in, it was cold, uh, either rainy or snowy or whatever got off one plane, walked right through the tarmac, and uh guess he's smoking a cigarette or something. And, and, and it was uh, Jack, and he told his brother, he said, he said, tell him I'm done. And he got right, went over and bought another ticket and returned right back to Tampa and never looked back. You know, that's the amazing thing, never looked back. He just, uh, he just had enough of it, you know. And um, uh, what a way to go, right? You just, yeah. you, uh, on top, uh, but you're just tired of it and just – just go home
0: yeah, you know, uh, and I'm not sure if they in you know
1: J, JFK or if they is up in Connecticut or where it actually took I know it was a north northern town and that was like the first day to loop back
0: and uh t- just got off of one plane <laughs> go buy a ticket went right back home man um you know I'm gonna go work on transmissions I, yes, I've had it with yes, <laughs>
1: exactly man
0: exactly
1: uh we mentioned the headliner with Dick Murdoch um I had, a. Uh, I uh, put, uh, the J tech corporation. He was a part of that. Slater was a part of that with, um, uh, Gary Hart, man. And remember Gary Hart will cut a bitch and if yeah. you don't believe me, go back and listen to a prior episode cause we talked about that. But, uh, this is a pretty crazy group right here too. The J tech corporation with Gary Hart as a manager, very, very talented Muda. Okay. Hard-headed, thick-headed, roughhouse, Buzz Sawyer out there fighting, Uh, Terry Funk and Slater. And they said Slater worked mostly to the events when Funk couldn't be there. I'm thinking he was doing some filming at that time for one of the Stallone movies uh, and was in and out of the set uh, during that time. But that's a pretty good little crewman for Gary Hart to have. And we know it's not a stable or a family in this uh, this conversation, as we mentioned with Heenan, it's a family. With the with the South Southern guys, they got a stable, you know. Mm-hmm. But Gary Hart, he's got a fucking corporation. The Japanese uh, Texan, that that connection between Japan and Texas, man. The class of Gary Hart of uh, this is a J-Tex corporation. When you're working for me, you know, that's p- pretty classy when you think about it. Got those all heavy hitting heels right there, man.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good grouping right there. Um, yeah. Just you know, smash face, fucking run at him, and go, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gary. Still, I think I think like if we ever get a shirt, it's just gonna have to say Gary Hart will cut a bitch, and that's 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 yeah. the uh, that's yeah. the bell the bell shirt, you know. Yeah, that
1: uh, that's it. Man. A lot of people comment on that podcast. It's, it's several podcasts back, but um, you can find it in our archi- archives, man. Uh, Want to go look it up? I do know that. But, um, going to say the next uh, this is this is i think his career ended around 96 i'm not i think it was he had a he had an injury i know he got an injury i think was gainesville georgia um i know he was working for wcw at the time um i'm not sure if it if it was, uh, when he was he was with, he was under Colonel Robert Parker, who we know as Robert Fuller, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and his cousin Jimmy Golden, a.k.a. Bunkhouse Buck. So I know they had a little, uh, we'll call that a, I don't know what you, stable or what, uh, the colonel, the good colonel there. And I thought, man, Robert Fuller done a hell of a job pulling off that gimmick. That was a good gimmick, man you know, had that big white hat and uh, the cane and just doing a whole Colonel Parker deal, man, was really pretty cool. But uh, I think there was a couple more people in his his little group there, but I can only think of Jimmy Golden, uh, who at that time was doing a Buckhouse Bunk gimmick, and um, Dick Slater here. But Slater, I think, took a bad bump. Um and it just hurt his back even worse than what it had been hurting. and I think that was ninety six, and that was just the end of the uh, end of his career. Uh, one time he probably just went home and went fishing if he could even fish, and I don't I don't I don't know that you know what I'm saying because he was in, in such pain. Um, that's kind of really uh, the only other thing I wanted to say was, and you'll probably remember this, you may get a kick out of it. Uh, and then now I've got a couple shout outs or answer any questions if I've left out anything. But uh, if you recall this, the, one of the clashes of '89, of course, the clashes was were on TBS, and that's Turner Broadcasting. Um, I guess they, they didn't do a whole lot of uh, micromanaging of the wrestling programming. They were just, they had the wrestling programs on there. They knew knew what they had. But uh, a, one of the clashes in 89 is where uh, I guess Funk was involved in this with, um, well, I know he was involved in it, but it was the uh, uh, Slater and they, they put the plastic bag over Flair's head and hung him. And that was just like a little bit too much. So I guess they, they had to back up some of them there. Um, uh that, that to me is like, oh, we can let them do all these other things, but you don't put a plastic bag on someone's head. So it's catching up the time, so to say, you know, like time to maybe let's see what the hell is going over here in this WCW division. You know, what exactly are we doing when the, when the phone lines are lighting up on a Sunday evening that um, you got two guys on TV and are putting a bag over someone's head? Um maybe not getting a proper viewership. It's your sponsor that you want for that uh, particular episode, you know. Well, you uh, could, one of be you could probably or get that. Yeah,
0: you could probably get like a plastic manufacturer and a rope <laughs> company. You know?
1: yeah, maybe, I don't yeah. know, man. But I'd, I'd say some of your major ones are like pulling out big time. Like uh, we can't be, a, you know, you imagine that now today though. Oh my God. You, you talk, we was talking last week about uh, uh castle culture. I mean, damn, they'd be like, they'd be canceled, you know, like, don't watch these guys anymore or something, uh, or, or social media like it is, you know, buzzing up and, and blowing up or what have you, but um, anyway, man, I, I hope you enjoyed that, if you have any questions about Slater that I might, might have left off, or, or
0: well, the so research we
1: done. Well,
0: when, when you say, you know, he was one of your favorites, and you're talking about his, like, in-ring style that you, yes. that you liked what were some specific things you actually took from his style and incorporated into yours uh
1: just the way he sold back sometimes and again you can see it in a couple others you know like uh, a lot of people probably seen funk or uh but uh, and also the way if you come off the ropes there's a certain way say i just slammed a guy i love this slater would slam a guy and then have his hand near the top rope and walk over to give the guy a big stomp to the head now, that's the old Malenko thing, that Malenko stomp that he used to do at Garvin Took even. Mm-hmm. But the way he did that was really picture perfect. It looked like he was stomping a guy's head in. Then another one is the same thing. You slam him, and you back up and hit the rope. And even Orndorf did this and, and overdid it, uh, and Road Dogg paid homage to it in um, uh, WWF uh, or uh, what have you. Hit that rope and then spin your arm around and drop that forearm across her throat. If you watch Slater, um, Orndorff, uh, and, and um, uh, Funk, when, when they have a guy down and they drop that forearm, they get right above them, Orndorff, they got right above them. Hart did it to an extent, that he would drop the elbow, but uh, Bret Hart did These guys would turn their wrists and they would drop that forearm right on the meaty part of their chest. I like that. Um, it was just the way they beat a guy up. Uh, without hurting him, kind of like a Steve uh, uh, William or Steve Regal, whichever one you know. Uh, he he just beat a guy up, uh, but hitting him in the meaty part, like forearms across the back, forearms across the chest, uh, just just the way he would do that. And then when the baby face was making a comeback to wait a sell away to where you're not that big of a chicken shit but you're also, oh man, I'm getting my ass whipped and it looked like, oh, the baby face is whipping my ass, you know because that's, that's, that's his time to shine. You've got the heat on them like I said, you, you you know, referees told you to break and maybe you maybe you do out of that hip, uh, out of the uh, abdominal stretch, okay, here's a good example Slater's got you in an abdominal stretch and he's reaching back and grabbing that rope So he's like, oh my god, referee ripping my guts out, Bobby get them off of me, get them off, and you would Referee would check the ropes and let go of it, and Slater's got that growl of a face anyway, you know. So he's, ugh. and when he clinches in again, a referee goes around asking, you know, do you, do you submit? And Slater reached back and grab that rope, you know, like ugh! and the guy would know to sell you more. He'd go, oh my God, Bobby's ripping my guts out! He's, he's killing me, you know. Whatever, and then then when he finally does make it, the referee comes around and catches him. The baby face just gives a little bit of a hip toss, just a little bit of one. And because he's been stretched, his, his abdominal hurt, his back's hurt, his you know, thighs hurt. Well, so Slater would immediately come back out of it because it's not a big sell, you know, and immediately get right back on that, that baby face again, you know, and bam, 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 and go right back to working that gut or, or, or working the head or working the arm, whatever he's doing. I just like that. Um, I know I went around the world to, uh, to uh, cross the street there, but yeah, just those little things that, that some attention to detail, if you will, Slater had that, a uh, little bit of attention to detail uh, when he was beating someone up or when he was giving that person to come back to, to take that beat and he had coming to him, you know, in the ring uh, as a heel. You know, it's just uh, attention to detail, um, overselling, if you will, but not to the point of looking uh, goofy or phony. Well, he might look a bit goofy, but not phony. How's that, you know? Uh, but yeah, kind of that goofiness of to come back too, Wobbling his legs, sitting flat on your ass, lining up your arms, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, I have one other thing I want to uh, shout out, Saul. But other than that, uh, you need we can talk about anything else other than uh, again. You can find us both on uh, uh, Twitter at uh, Jeremy's at the Geekish Cast. I'm at Bobby Blaze 744, and you can hit us up the Bell to Bell Blaze. Uh, let us know what you think about the program. We've got some different ideas that's come through from some of our fans, and uh, we do listen to those and, and, and take some of those in consideration. And also let us know what you think about the possible name change. I'm I'm kind of on board with it, Professor, just so you know. Um, I like the marquee says, but I understand, or the marquee still says, but I know that's a lot of words there. But um, it still says wrestling, folks. You know, still says wrestling.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I, I was just kind of scrolling through, through our Twitter feed after you talked about our joint account. Mm-hmm. And it sparks has a thing here where it says he will cut a bitch. And then he, he, you know, uh, sources it <laughs> to us, but there's like Gary Hart and Abdullah, the butcher, just whipping ass in the center of the ring. beating <laughs> <bloody laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's, Oh, you see, that's going to have to be a shirt one day. That's, that's all there is to it. Um, Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, Bobby, we did not, and we often forget to let's, uh, let's sell a couple books, man.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. We got to do that. Um, I've got a couple books on Amazon and a way the professor has it set up. Uh, If you go through the tiny URLs I'm about to give out, um, the program gets a little bit of a kickback and we appreciate that. So my first book is called Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots, Will Travel. You can get that book by going to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. Very simple takes you right to the site and there you can get your book. The second book I kicked out on to the educational wrestler. You just go to tinyurl.com slash blaze book two. And again, I'll take you right to the, the books there. And from there it's, it's just a direct link to Amazon is all it is. And again, um, I always enjoy selling a book, and I know the presser looks forward to get some money deposited into his Amazon account. And, and if you know anything about books and Amazon affiliates accounts stuff, it's not a lot of money, so it's not like right here begging and, 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 and all that from you. We're just letting you know that um, if you buy these books, we do appreciate it. Um, Again, both books are available on Amazon, but if you go to tinyrail.com slash blazebook1, you'll get Me, Pay Me. If you go to tinyrail.com slash blazebook2, you'll get I kicked out on two. Um, thank you very much for that. And I'm glad you brought that up, Professor, because I leave that off sometimes, and I leave it out of our format sometimes when we're formatting our program. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you putting that in there
0: well you know um, it's, it's one of the primary reasons we're here and somehow it's when when we're going to leave something off it's always that for some reason yeah
1: yeah i know i know we, do, we, gotta, we gotta put ourselves over sometimes exactly. uh putting people over real quickly i want to give a shout out to ftc uh the uh the school of grappling the art of grappling um i want to make sure they know i appreciate them i stopped by the other night and watched some of the students uh, got to, uh, see, uh, the beautiful uh, Jillian Hall there. Um, uh, she's one of the instructors and she's doing a wonderful job. Uh, of course, big WWE, uh, star, uh, appreciate her working with the young people over there. Uh, Joe, the wrestling agent, man, he's just a good dude. Um, he's the one kind of putting these things together for FTC and, and him and I, from the first day we met, we did a handshake deal and we just been straight up with each other. It's so we worked out good. And then Casey King was there and, um, Casey's just one of those good dudes that, um, you know, he, he, he's got a lot of potential in a wrestling business. He's a young guy got a good build and could do a lot of different things in the ring. And he's been working with the students some as well. And also work looking to get future bookings. Um, he's went to several different seminars and, and uh, him and Joe and, and, and Chance and Chase meet up. They're all going to some different seminars that are coming up and I wish them all the best of luck when they do those things. I think uh, Casey is going to be doing some um um ohio valley tv in the near future as well and i wish him luck in that endeavor yeah um during the talks i know that much and i I hope that comes through um because uh i like to see him get down at louisville and work for Al, and and see him get a little bit of a shot you know um get some experience and get that tv experience if you will Um, he's done some backstage stuff with tna um prior to this pandemic so uh hopefully he can uh, get back into there as well as ohio valley and and uh get that exposure he deserves so um and that's what that um, work that school is over there trying to you know help people get trained in the wrestling business so i want to give them a shout out and being respectful and kind to me and i appreciate that And again that's the ftc um and when things get back normal in the world hopefully they'll run some more shows jeremy you know that i can get out and go to as we was talking about out off the air um uh, you know, I talked to my brother and Larry the other day. Uh, we just want to get out and go to some shows sometime, you know, but right yeah. now it's not the time. But um, anyway, I'm looking forward to that eventually. Um, and, and, and we'll just have to see. We'll have to see.
0: Well, yeah, so, there's there's a lot of pent up artists uh, who have not you know not been able to get out and work is one of the problems we got. Yeah, so, like, hopefully yeah. you know this shit will be coming to an end soon, and the people that are yeah you know, you know bucking and ready to. I've heard
1: but- um, concerts, you know, maybe coming back live music concerts, may be coming back. I know it's a big thing this week on Twitter. I saw that those. Uh, just people getting, artists getting exciting, excited that they may be able to go outperform their art, you know, perform music. Um, so, uh, yeah, that'd be nice. And as we was talking off the air, I think we both had our first shot. Um, mm-hmm. I know we're both going to do our second shot. I know we've talked about we're still going to probably wear our mask and probably still social distance and wash our hands it's, and just take care of ourselves, you know. Um, well,
0: you, so you we have to will, you will <laughs> notice there was no flu season this last year. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought yeah. about that Thursday or Friday night. I was sitting there reading an article and I was like, yeah, that. yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was no flu season this year because, you know, the majority of people are keeping their distance, they're washing their hands, they're wearing masks. So, you know, know, we normally have a pretty nasty flu season during the winter. We did not get one this year. Um, Yeah. Now, that being said, once this shit's over, I don't see myself wearing a mask once we're at 95%, you know, 95% clear, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, like, I'm not the Green Hornet. It's not a good look for me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, I
1: hear you there. Yeah. I hear you, man. Um, hey, man, i tell you what, that Green Hornet, I watched that. There's, a, there's actually every episode's on YouTube, man. Um, really? Underrated. Underrated, Yeah, they've they got it from season one all the way through. I think it only lasted a couple of seasons, like, like 22, 20, 24 episodes maybe. But uh, in color, it comes through really good. You know, it um, looks real good. And I always liked those um, – I was a Batman fan. Mm-hmm. And I always liked when uh, – and we talked about this. We didn't bring it up last week, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, when they did crossover with the Green Hornet came on to Batman and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, you, you had a story about uh, – Uh, Bart Ward, um, uh, and Kato Bruce
0: Lee. Yeah. You know, um, so there was apparently um, in the original script. Now you'll remember in the Batman side of the crossover, it ends with a, um, a Mexican standoff basically. Well, originally Batman was supposed to beat the shit out of the green Hornet and Robin was supposed to beat the shit out of Bruce Lee and uh, Bruce Lee got the script now, here's the thing. I I'm not gonna say Bruce Lee was a bit of a hothead in his day, but there are people who will say that. So he read the script and he said, No fucking way, and he was gonna go beat that the shit happening. out of He was gonna go beat the shit out of Burt Ward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Burt Ward apparently wouldn't come out of his uh out of his uh, cabin or his uh yeah. trailer the rest of the day. And yeah. um you know, I can't blame him. I have met Burt Ward once. And I can tell you from that occasion, I wish Bruce Lee had kicked his ass. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I but. know that, uh, Burt Ward supposedly talked about how good he was in karate around the set sometimes, but, uh, that particular couple of episodes, uh, he pretty much kept his mouth shut and stayed away. Like you said, and, I uh, I've heard, and you may know or may not know, but I've heard they had to slow it down some because Bruce Lee was so fast. They, like, the <laughs> choreography of the pals, booms and bams and bangs and the whams. Let's slow it down just a little bit because, uh, you know, them other guys are not keeping up. You no. know what I'm saying? There's no way. Van Williams and Burt Warden, and, and, Bert Ward and uh, Adam West are keeping up that fucking Bruce Lee Kato. You know, no, that, it, no one's keeping up him on tape, you know, uh, or off camera.
0: Bruce Lee's hands and feet were so fast. He usually had to slow down because the camera would miss him yeah. sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, you know, he was ridiculously fast. Um, now, Bobby, here's an yeah. interesting thing for you. Do you yeah, know I, another character who is related to the Green Hornet?
1: Oh, um, I'm gonna probably hit myself in the head when you tell me. Um, I do, but I don't. I, 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 you're, you're taking me too, taking me way far back from that on both of those series. You know, I'm like, but I'm such a young fan, a kid, and just a fan. But yeah, go ahead, lay okay. it on me.
0: So keep you got to keep in mind that uh, Britt Reed was the Green Hornet, and his family had a silver mine, so they published a newspaper, right? Right. Well, John Reed was a man in Texas who, a couple of years before that, you know, fifty-six years before, uh, he and his brother were chasing the Cavendish gang when they were gunned down and left for dead. And John Reed then wore his brother's uh, vest as a mask and became known as the Lone Ranger, where he used his silver uh. mine to create silver bullets.
1: Oh man. I should have known that. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go, man. Good stuff. Well, that's what you get when you listen to the bell to bell Bobby Blaze. Uh, but it still says wrestling. We did talk about a lot of wrestling, yep. but we also do. Um, so here's the thing. I, I I don't think we tried to hold back too much on the curse words this week, but I don't know. We said as many, uh, but um, I know we're explicit. But the deal is, on our show, I like to think that we do talk professional wrestling, entertainment, comedy, and and have a good time, and we don't shit on other people, you know? So, I think we got a pretty good uh, formula working for us. Uh, We just may change that title a little bit, you know? Um, And I don't know why you came up with that, um, but I'm I'm definitely not against it. I I like it, it's just... um, I want to make sure that we keep increasing our followers because I do think we have a good, you know, a good format out there, a good, a good podcast to deliver. Yeah. But with nine million podcasts of you know a week, what do you choose from? I mean, I watch several on YouTube if, if they're available on YouTube. Now, I listen to several, um, you know, only a couple non wrestling related ones. But man, I I spend a lot of time on podcasts. I'm I've got I do some streaming and, um, some, uh, reading and some writing and podcast. And that's in our podcast, of course, you know, get some research together. But, um, anyway, I don't know. I know this much. I wanted to bring this up. I hope everyone had a good time last week on the, uh, the Jeopardy episode. That was fun. And I hope everyone enjoyed our deep dive into the career of uh, Dick Slater, um, he did pass away at the age of 67 a couple years back. I think he's been dead a couple of years, about three years now, maybe. But anyway, um, we wanted to just kind of let some of our fans know, you know, about Slater and his career. Um, and really, Jeremy, I think um, I think we're about ready to wind down here, man. We just kind of went off the off the rails there a little bit, uh, talking some entertainment stuff from our youth or childhood, if you will, yep. and superheroes that we liked um, or what have you. Uh, heroes or cartoons or shows Uh, and I just want to say this I don't know it's going to happen next week or not because we're talking about it still says wrestling Uh, we have a possible couple author interviews with with an author of a book uh, we may or may not bring on a show we're just just kicking that around Uh, another one is we've got a, um, a a tv kind of trivia type uh a, a certain year we're going to bring up and do some, um, some you know, I don't know. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on that, but um, that that sounds like fun. We kind of ended the program with that today, you know, talking about some shows from the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, just some sitcoms and, and, and movies and, uh, you know, different things like that. just Again, it's just, um, I don't know, it's for your entertainment value purposes only, you know what I'm saying, ours as well, but, you know, however you
0: say that thing. Don't try this at home. If you do have fun with it, you know? Yeah, we're we're trained yeah. professionals and uh, don't don't this at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't don't oh, try podcasting man. from home. Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah
1: all right we might get a studio in vegas together or something when this whole thing passes who knows we all might make big changes big changes might be time to go fishing you know
0: you know might just be time to go fishing we'll buy a chinese restaurant on the strip and we'll broadcast from there daily you know, that's one, there you go you know, oh, man
1: yeah, that'd be all right <laughs> yeah, I, I can certainly
0: figure worse worst things um yeah. all right so bobby we tried a different way to record today so we'll we'll see how yeah. that all came out um you know we covered dick slater yeah we know there are troubling things about him that's not the fucking show we do so we just tried to focus right. on his career uh thanks for bringing it up yeah we are possibly changing the name of the show because I wanted to get the word wrestling into the title to make us easier to find for people who are looking for wrestling podcasts. Because um, like right now, I don't know if people are searching for bells in podcasting. I, I just don't know. <laughs> um, with that all being said, was there anything we forgot to cover? Because we did have some trouble recording today, so we're kind of fucked up as far as that goes, too. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I think we got everything covered. Um, I'm just going to let you close out the show. I'm just sure. going to say, wrestling fans, thank you very much for tuning in. Please, you know, make sure you follow us on Twitter and and get us out there. You know, we're on iTunes and Spotify and all that. Let your friends and and wrestling fans and family and friends and stuff, whatever you know, what talk about. Let other people know about our program um, that we. I think without patting ourselves on the back, we've got a pretty damn decent program. Let's just uh, get the word out there and, and um, let, them, uh, let other people know about us.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you, yes, I'm talking to you. Please subscribe to the show wherever you normally find us. Or if this is your first time, make sure you continue to follow us. Please rate and review us wherever you listen. Bobby, um, I did want to bring up real quick. Did you see that Jushin Thunder Liger is in the Hall of Fame class this year?
1: Uh, yes, you brought that to my attention
0: because of all those great WWF matches. We know of his.
1: Yeah. I remember all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, he's well-deserved as a professional wrestling to be any, any hall of fame in the world. I'll say that, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And we know we left off several, um, that we could have brought up again. We just didn't bring them up today, but, um, yeah, no, congratulations to juice and thunder Liger. I just don't know. Um, Wise in that particular Hall of Fame, although it deservedly so in any Hall of Fame, yeah. but it's for ticket sales, you know. I mean, yeah. we, we know what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, know. he definitely qualifies, but yeah. Like-
1: did he, um, you know, that's the whole thing. Did he even work there one day? I know he had tryouts there, but I don't think he ever, like, yeah, yeah, I think I'll go there, you know? Yeah, no. I, I don't know.
0: Well, you know, and they, they use this as, like, such a political toy to, like, yeah. to solidify their hold over the AWA and its it's uh, tapes and stuff. You know, they put the Ganyas in, and, you know, yeah. same with the Von Ericks and you know, just... You know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a thing where you Google wrestling, but what you get is WWE. You don't get wrestling, you know? All right. Well, with that being said, for the late Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Velmer, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze, bye-bye, everybody.